talk a little bit about AI if you want. Where do you want to go with that? <sighs> well, I mean, I think it's like maybe if you're if you're not already thinking about it as a marketing organization and or as a business, you should probably be investing some time and energy into learning about it at least, what's possible, probably watching some research videos. It's happening. Images, text. Yeah, I think um, my stance on AI at the moment is like, it's not going to eradicate marketing jobs. It, what it's going to do is... Um, well... It's going to, well, like, I mean, like jobs as a whole, right? Like, it's not like the end of times, whatever oh, right, it is. Right, yeah. it's, it's more of an efficiency tool. And I think to your point, yes. like, that's where the education needs to be is, can you source images faster? If anything, what I think it's going to do is push the thinking, like the thinking even more so. And it's going to move, it's going to, it's going to flush out the, the people on the team that are, oh, I'm just putting graphic on the image. Oh, I'm just, you know, trying to regurgitate a blog here or i'm trying to do a basic post here so it's like actually that stuff now can be done via ai what can't be done via ai is how how do i communicate my value proposition and what i'm trying Mm. to connect to my customer with that's what yeah right in so the thinking to your point it's like i don't need 30 people now writing posts and 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 all this kind of stuff if we can get the right thinking into the into the engine it'll do that work for us Wing It Podcast, GooseDigital.com, episode 91. Who do we have? Just kidding. Episode 90. Who do we have? <laughs> Kevin Butler. Michael Turksani. Oh, you didn't do Kevin Butler. Let him say Kevin Butler. Flick to him. Oh, you did? Okay. Boom. Kevin, boom. Michael Turksani. Thanks, Arsh. Um, Man, we're rolling in on the 100s. We've got 10 more to go. I feel like we need to like get to 100 and then celebrate it. All right. Then we're shutting it down. Then we're shutting the <laughs> podcast off. It's been good, but not. but we're done. No. We're going to keep it going. Uh, but that's a good milestone, 100. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have got there earlier if we were more uh, on top of it and disciplined. But I think, we're though, not. like, you know, so I, I talk with clients all the time about podcasts and, and you kind of get two answers. You get some clients will say, well, hey, yeah, I think we could do that. And others like, oh, I don't know if we can do it. And yeah. it's, it's sort of like, I always just say, just jump in. Like, you'll find a bit of a rhythm. It's going to take some to do it. Like, I think our 100th episode will be better than the first. Yeah hopefully um but you need to just be able to get comfortable doing it and finding something that works and we've evolved a lot of how we do things whether it's the production of things the editing of it afterwards and subsequent publishing yeah or even formats and how to get used to speaking about things in a way that works for you yeah but i also think it's like we've learned to do like probably the most you can do with your post-production that's like eking out as much of the Mm -hmm. content Mm -hmm. after the fact you know one podcast gets us like x number of clips now what are we at like four or five clips ish almost eight to ten har says clips you know so then you're getting a, a couple blogs one or two blogs out of them so at some point i think depending on you know the nature of your podcast and what it is at least for us like we're not overwhelming our audience with, you know, hundreds of, no. of clips a month and, and, and several podcasts a week kind of thing. Like it's too much. So for, I think that's also looking at like the size for your business to say, Hey, we're in the game. 
we're thought leaders. We've got consi- I think consistency is probably important. You know, yep. you've always got content that you're able. We never we we at Goose never have a backlog that's empty. There's always one or two yep. podcasts that are behind us that are still coming down through that content pipeline. And I think that that you know that's probably a good cadence for a lot of companies to have. They're in the mix. Hey, I don't need to hear from X Y Z vendor every two days. You know, but hey, wow. I hear from them twice a month. That's pretty. That's pretty good. I can hear get in the inside track. I can watch some of their clips, right? But also, when you do um, a, a regular cadence of these kinds of things, you are just naturally staying more on top of trends and evolutions where they are topical and they can find themselves in your regular marketing programs, whether it's organic social posts or whether it's I don't know end of month newsletters, things like that. Yeah. But the other thing that I always say is, unless you've got like a world-class writer who just, he or she just naturally excels at writing, mm-hmm. chances are it's going to be a lot easier and, and far more time efficient for your sort of public speakers and leaders of a company to yeah. sit down for 20 minutes, 30 minutes and just discuss things rather than try to put pen to paper or fingers to keys and actually type out something that makes sense. Yeah. And on top of that, I think most audiences generally aren't consuming written content in the way they used to. I think, I, yeah, and I think the written content, it's its always hard, difficult to really know. I think you look at your blog metrics and you try to discern how long are people on the pages and stuff like that. But, you know, there's there's always been this thing that we've talked about and agree with that in a deal, especially for B2B, I don't even think it's, it's, it's necessarily a B2B versus B2C thing. You've got somebody that's evaluating your business. It might even be your customers that are evaluating your business again. Mm-hmm. And then they're churning, they're, they're scanning. They're scanning your blog. They click into one. Hey, that looks pretty good. Oh, they're on podcasts. Hey, they're doing a webinar. They're in the game. They're, they're active and mm-hmm. they're whatever the industry is like for us it's marketing so maybe there's a little bit more emphasis for us to be in the game but like even if you're whatever you're you're a paper provider to a, to an organization that spends a lot of money to, you know to provide the paper that they need for whatever they're doing hey you know these guys are in the game because if i go to xyz competitor and i maybe am looking at them as an alternative and they're in the game and they're providing content and they're being thought leaders like that's a problem that that really stands out mm-hmm. against someone else so i think that even if you are not, hey, man, this is a blog that I could, you know, gonna run an Academy Award for writing this blog. No, you know, and it shouldn't be garbage either. You can't be on either ends of those spectrum, but something that's decent content that if somebody's going to go and review it and they're like, hey, that's a great company. I'm glad we work with them. Or, hey, we're considering working with them. They're putting out solid topics, right? Yeah, yeah. I think right-sizing those kinds of formats too to, you know, your target audience somewhere they might be in a sales cycle. Like, I don't think at this point, at least for B2B and for marketing services, I don't think written is the format by which you want to attract new leads. Yeah, I think video, you want your your top speakers talking about the trends and evolutions. How would we approach GA4 migrations or you know, yeah. transitioning from one email platform to another? Like, I think that's what we should be talking about in these kinds of formats. And maybe when they're further down the line of evaluating one agency versus another, maybe we can have a bit more of a written thing, a breakdown. What separates us? What makes us different? This is how we work. Is this for you? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's, again, right-sizing to like where they are in the sales cycle, but video is key. I and mean, maybe there's a, a way to do both, but I just think it's so much easier for organizations to sit down, you know, a good sort of podcast editor, someone who can kind of piece this together, put some polish yeah. and branding on it 
and actually get the things published and posted on the various channels. But for, for you and I, it's a lot easier to sit here and speak than it is to go write something. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and I think, if anything, we even were challenged with, you know, how how can we do our best to distribute the content that we have? Well, I was on our blog the other day mm-hmm. with Harsh because we were looking at something and I was thinking, man, we have so much content. I don't know the visibility that it gets. I mean, I know yeah. we, we have, we do paid promotions on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter for our clips. We've got obviously a great organic, so organic social strategies that we publish. Some of the stuff makes it into our newsletter, but man, you could do more. You could do more. Oh, man. Totally. Even if you think of like some of the blogs that come off of, uh, like this, like there'll be a blog that's written off of this likely potentially. Right. And you know, those blogs are on our website, but they don't have, you know, clips embedded in them, or there's no separate like newsletter track that we have that sort of is an unhinged track or something that puts the content out in a slightly different format so that it just has greater exposure. You know, you don't want to like just send stuff for sending its sake, but I do think that, companies struggle with, Hey, I've created this great content now and it's in a resource section and our resource Mm -hmm. section sort of shows the top nine or the top whatever number. And it's like, now you're into, you know, seeing things that like literally are from next month don't show because there's too many things on the first page. Like there's something there. I think that, um, everyone sort of, I think they struggle with getting the content. And then once you have it, you've got some decent stuff to show. It's like, how do we make sure that people know that we have it? Right. Yeah, I think, you know what you need too, is you almost need um, like your marketing manager, someone to be extremely aware of the content that we've filmed and shot in the past, Mm -hmm. because there's definitely recurring themes that pop up, like in June of 2023, that we we talked about six months ago. And like, actually, that was a really great piece then for for what's going on now. Could be reworked slightly. You almost need like some sort of continuity marketing manager, but someone to be like, Hey, this, there's an emerging trend of this and this we've actually got something that really addresses that. Yeah. Like, like you used to call it evergreen, but I think evergreen was more like, let's not put a date on it and let's leave it there and maybe like republish it again next year. And I think what you're saying is like, it's like retopical. Yeah. Like, Hey, a year and a half ago, we talked about this. This is a slightly different take on it now in 2023. So you're, you're providing some context around that, but ultimately this still really applies. You link back to that original piece I think that's that. That's another example of of being able to, um, you know, use the stuff that you have, right? To maximize it, because yeah. like you know, so ninety episodes, we're cutting something like call it eight to ten. Maybe we'll be conservative and say like five um, clips, five clips or snips, as we call them. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that balloons into now you've got like hundreds, hundreds. of yeah. thirty to ninety yeah. seconds sort yeah. of clips of us talking about something that we think is a pretty good take yeah and like what are we doing with all i don't even think we do we have all the clips on youtube yet harps maybe not no i think we need to go that's another thing like you could have channels built out for this and but again it's like how do they know that the channel exists right nobody goes to our youtube few people do right a lot of people watch them through the post or listen it on another platform so even that awareness campaigns around like there's a bunch of video here that you may want to check out because the clips or the snips they don't go on the podcast network correct they're just they're really just snips for organic social paid social as well as they'll we'll throw them on youtube and i just think those here, here's the other thing too I, I talk about a bit with um any client or prospect who's kind of interested in in doing this podcast or a video um recording is like the the chances are unless you're a highly influential organization in your industry or category 
it's it's likely your audience isn't going to regularly be listening to you for 30, 40 minutes talk. Right. But I think the conversation is great because if anyone actually wants to, it's there. But it's the ability for someone on your team to pull those clips and snips to distribute them at will wherever. Someone can easily consume a 60-second bit of their CEO talking about the future of XYZ. Mm-hmm. Like that's that makes total sense. You can put that on websites, blogs, social, like you name it. I think that's the value of it. And sometimes you got to have these big thirty-minute recordings of a conversation, discussion, whatever, in order to get that great moment. And you've got the whole thing too. And those can sort of represent a bit of a promo for, hey, if you like this, go listen to the rest. But really, um, I think that's what they really represent. Yeah, you're right. So we got into this unhinged, thinking we were going to talk about AI. Well, I think we should use this moment uh we'll keep this one brief because i think this is a good sort of like primer for content and the role that podcasts play yeah but i think we should use this as a way to sort of promote we're going to have an ai topic coming soon and i think what we'll do is we're going to break down sort of where we see ai supporting greater efficiencies rather than eradicating jobs yeah i think what we'll also do is put together a bit of a list of uh various tools within AI that can support whether it's images, video, even sort of a level of writing or ideation kind of thing Yeah, um, with the recommendations there so that it's kind of a bit of a, a starting point for the role AI can play in driving greater efficiency within your marketing organization. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and you touched on a few stages of the of the content development strategy or just like the overall kind of production process that you would go through and i like that you talked about ideation as a step um but where we were going and i think where we'll end up spending a lot of time is that ultimately these things are not here to replace the thinking and they and they likely won't yeah hey give me the top five based on x y and z like you have to know what to ask and how to ask it relative to your marketing strategy your messaging strategy right if you do it right I think using these AI tools, I think at the end of the day, it's going to free you up from the sort of monotonous sort of yes. uh, work that bogs you down and should yeah. give you more time to do that critical thinking, which I think your team and organization are really counting on you as someone who's in the seat, who knows the space, knows mm-hmm. the organization, knows its customers, et cetera. Yep. Um, really put more critical thought into that rather than just like slaving away that image to make sure that this graphic represents this, this, and this, and you could easily toss that out. So that should be a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. And we've used it, you know, we've used um, a couple of the tools, um, chat GPT being one of the bigger ones mm-hmm. um, to, to develop content, to ideate, to do a bunch of the like various steps, posts, long form, short form, um, and ideation. a lot of ideation. And I think there's still a lot even like for us to learn in terms of how to best leverage it. Um, because there's, there's stuff that it'll do that like we don't, unless you really understand the system, it won't, you know, you, you don't know how to best put into it, but it'll, it'll remember, it'll sort of refer back to mm-hmm. components of the chat and, and just a number of different elements where if you're, if you know how to work it and you're able to describe what you're trying to achieve, um, then it'll it'll do a, a greater, you know, it'll, it'll be, help more. It'll help you develop, you know, whatever you're trying to do. I, I eventually, me, I need to build. Reminds this me so block, much right? of Google, right? It was like, how do you effectively use Google? True. Yeah, there was a day when it was like very, and then what happened is Google started to expose the search terms. 
that we're being, you know, I, I'm looking for something and it's going to pop up a suggestion to say search suggestion. Oh, but you know how I, I view it like this? Like there's two ends of the spectrum. There's the user and then there's Google, right? Yeah. And what happened over time is the user gets better at using Google. So they start creeping in like this. Yeah. And then Google's also getting better at being just a better product yeah. for, for users, right? Yeah. And you kind of meet in the middle and that's where efficiency is really brought to the forefront. And that's the same thing that's going on with AI. It's going to take even less time for a yeah. variety of reasons, including adoption, technologies is further along. Yeah. But so we're all sitting here now in sort of AI you know, 1.0 mm -hmm. figure out, well, how does this help us? How can I use it? There's already some great use cases out there. I mean, just take two scrolls of LinkedIn and you'll see someone using it for a pretty cool application. Yeah. And then these tools themselves are, <laughs> they're getting better by the day, it seems like. So I think we're going to hit that, you know, rubber meets pavement sort of pretty quickly. Yeah, I do. I agree. I think there'll be, there'll be a very accelerated transition, if you want to call it that, to, um, you know, diff all kinds of different applications. Obviously, we're talking about marketing. But here. one thing's for sure, like, if you're not learning these things now, you will be left behind. 100%. Like, it's not to say, like, you need to learn AI in the next two years, otherwise you're unemployable. But I think, like, those who are really getting ahead are going to find a way to leverage these tools so that they can just do more in less yeah. time or do the bigger thinking that they want to do, that, that critical thinking piece, without getting bogged down by kind of the little like grindy things. So. Yeah. And I think the, the, the risk and the downside, and I think if anything, the, um, probably the negative that that could come out of this for a lot of marketers is that if you were already a button pusher and you were already kind of downstream mm -hmm. and you uh, call it a, you weren't necessarily using your own human intelligence all that much in order in to, to generate the marketing that you're looking for, for your company, um, for a variety of reasons, maybe you're like not empowered to do so, or maybe you just don't really truly understand marketing. We've talked before that a lot of people are in marketing because it's come through either a tech lens sure. or they've come in through a school program thinking this is going to be the best thing. And, and it turns out they're not really into it, nor do they really have the skills to 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 be a marketer. And you'll see it in like things like headlines or things like text on an image where you're like, do you really understand our business here? Because like, if you did, you wouldn't write that headline. So but here, here's an opportunity then. If that's, if that's you listening, I would say the opportunity at hand is for you to go understand how these tools can make your organization more efficient. And you can effectively go be the sort of internal leader of AI applications for your business. I like that. And I do think that's there'll a, be, I do think there'll be roles there. That, yeah. You know, I could see that. And if I could, I could see us hiring and or promoting somebody to be like an AI. Cause I could see lead, that. Right. Then it's like a kind of internal ops role. It's like the new M ops. Yeah. But, um, to me, it's like, I could see every CEO being like, wait, we've got one person whose job it is to help leverage tools. Yep to go make our team more efficient. I think every CEO would be like, I'm interested in learning more. But then the, where I was going with the potential neg is that if you are just looking to sort of push the buttons and get the content out that you need to get out, and then you go and you say to GPT, write me a 200 word back, 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 and then it, or whatever, you know, short blog about this, and you get something back and you're reading it and you're like, oh, this sounds good, I'll put it out there. I think the volume of, I don't know if it would go up or down. I, I suspect it would go up because people can create content much like mm -hmm. way easier than they have been able to in the past. The, the amount of 
less than stellar marketing content is going to go through the roof because people are just going to use it to generate, not really themselves being able to evaluate whether or not this even makes sense. Sure. And then it goes out there into the world, right? It's like, well, that, that blog, the, the, you know, the framework of it's half decent, but I would have to make edits to it in order to better align it with our value, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And then that doesn't happen. It ends well, up on a blog and it's like, what? I think you're definitely right. That's certainly a risk. And it's uh it's one I could, it's not a stretch to envision that. Right. Yeah. But um, it's not like there's, so many organizations today who are just crushing the content and messaging game either. True. We can all think of great companies. Yeah. So again, here's an opportunity for someone who's more, um, not so much on the button pusher side, but one who is doing that critical thinking. Yeah. If you're able to really, whether you use AI tools for a starting place, a foundation of content, and then you take it to another level based on that, and it's more of that ideation thing, mm -hmm. and you're really able to differentiate, I mean, you're going to really stand out in a class of marketers that, um, there's probably a lot at the bottom, right? Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do one about about AI. We're we're gonna use it. We're gonna use it to generate some some stuff for the podcast. See how that goes. The whole script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do that. Um, and yeah, I th I think I think that's it. I think we'll 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 still have a job. Ish. Right. If, if you're critical thinking. If you're a critical thinker, you'll still have a job. You know. Um, okay. So that, that's a, that's a lightweight unhinged. Yeah, no bad. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a filler. It's we'll a, it's we'll, a primer. It's a primer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's to get people ready for the eventual. So I like it. I think that's good. Um, do you have anything to add harsh? No, he's a no, no. See, it's already tapped in. He's got chat GPT on his phone. All right. All right. Okay. Good. Thanks, guys.